0: In order to elevate your leadership status to become truly influential, active listening must be routinely practiced to become very natural, whether it's in a high-stakes meeting or casual discussion. This is the Champion Forum Podcast with Jeff Hancher, the forum for leaders, champions, and dreamers. Welcome back, everyone, to the Champion Forum, where it is my mission to influence others to become champions and ensure everyone reaches their fullest potential in this life. You know, Andy Stanley once said that leaders that don't listen will eventually be surrounded by people that have nothing to say. Isn't that the truth? Have you ever had a boss that didn't listen? Most likely you have. I know I have. You know, I recently read a story. I wanted to share it with you all. It's about a school teacher. She was a kindergarten teacher who, at the end of a very long day, uh, she's tired, uh, worn out from taking care of kids all day. She had to put boots on all 31 of her students before she sent them out in the snow. As she struggled to lace up the last boot on the foot of the 31st student, the child looked up at her and said... These aren't my boots, thinking that she would have to go back and reboot the whole class, she ferociously ripped off the boots only to hear the kindergartner say, "They're my sister's boots, but my mom let me wear them today." Wow. Are you really listening to what people say? Are you really truly listening or or are you just hearing? Sometimes waiting until somebody finishes their thought will get you the information that you need. So you have to ask yourself, are you truly listening to seek and to hear people? Or are you just jumping to conclusions regarding what is being said due to your personal stress, uh, the loads of the day, and your perceived lack of time? You see, active listening will increase the engagement of your employees at every level of your organization. See, active listening, it's a tool that it's going to help reduce employee turnover. It opens the door to new ideas, to new opportunities. It helps resolve conflict. It promotes communication. And I could go on the list of the benefits of active listening. You know, when people feel heard, when they, 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 you, they know that you're listening to what they have to say, they start to become feeling of respect. They start to respect you more. They become more aligned with your vision of winning, your vision that you've created for your organization. I've also found that it increases trust within your entire organization, which if you've been listening to this podcast for any length of time, trust is a critical ingredient for making any type of course correction that you might need to when you need to as a leader, and active listening will absolutely help you get that done. When trust levels are low, uh, many employees, they're going to tend to nod their head and pretend to agree. You know, you might it maybe it's in a meeting. Uh, maybe you have been there where you're getting the body language that you need to. You're, you're talking uh, among the masses and you're getting the body language back. But are these people just nodding their head to pretend to agree with everything that you're saying in a meeting? If that's the case... Uh, the result's going to be this very important issues won't get brought out into the open where they can be fully addressed. And as a leader, that transparency is going to be absolutely critical. So, being an active listening leader is going to draw a lot of these things out. It's going to incorporate trust. And not only is it going to benefit your relationship with that specific employee, But it's going to benefit your relationship with the team, hence fostering trust and then all of the good stuff that comes with trust. However, when people trust each other and especially trust their managers or supervisors, they feel safe. It's a safe spot. Now they feel like they can share ideas, perspectives, that may, maybe it doesn't align with the status quo. I will tell you this, when there's an any organization that doesn't have trust, what everybody is thinking about is their paycheck on Friday and not falling outside of the boundary lines and just towing the line, do what you're told, and just becoming part of the status quo. That's not what we need as leaders. So here's some things that I want you to be thinking about as possible reasons As to why we as leaders aren't always good listeners. The first thing I would tell you is this. Sometimes as leaders, it's difficult to put aside our own self-interest. This is what I call human nature. People by their very nature are looking out for themselves. Leaders or alike. The second thing is distraction and this could be one of the biggest. You're not intentionally not listening, but look, cell phones, email notifications, Uh, your next meeting that's coming up, all of these distractions will will be an adversary to making you a good listener. Also, what about the leader that has all the knowledge? The more you think you know, the less you need to listen. That's a fact with leadership, and it can be a problem, especially if you're talking to somebody that you don't feel like they're going to be bringing any value to the discussion. That should not change your perception of how important the value of active listening is. There's a, there's a big gap between speaking and comprehension. It's one thing to hear something, it's another thing to comprehend something. You know, we, another thing is that we don't have proper training in this. We, nobody has most likely sat down and taught you how to effectively listen. Most likely, you're a leader that is uh, just kind of flying by the seat of your pants. That's what I see with a lot of people that I coach, a lot of people that I mentor. They're coming up through as an individual contributor. You know, I'd love you to email me if your company has sent you off to take a class on active listening. Quite frankly, there's not many of them out there, and there's not a lot to be taught about it. But I can tell you, this is a very critical component. The other thing that causes us to shy away or not be good active listeners is decisiveness. You know, why listen when you've already made up your mind? You know, as leaders, especially those of us that carry extreme self-confidence, most times you are going to have a trait of decisiveness. And I would tell you that the majority of the time, a decisive trait is very, very good. It's that swagger that you carry about you, that uh, you don't waver. You're not somebody that's wishy-washy. And I would tell you that's a tremendous trait as a leader, but when it comes to active listening, it can be a big, big pitfall for you. So if you are that leader that's very, very decisive, make sure that you're not falling into the pit of uh, making this story up in your mind. Why would I listen to this person talk when I've already made up my mind about the decision? I can tell you this by listening to them talk, they may be bringing the biggest innovation that your organization has ever seen. By not letting them speak, you may never know. The last one is this some leaders just don't care. And uh, you just don't want to hear what anybody has to say. You might be a leader that's just trying to get to Friday yourself. And, and here's my advice for, for that person that, that might be listening. If you fall into this category, here's my recommendation. Avoid leadership at any cost. Just don't don't be a leader. It will be very short-lived, and you won't like it, and neither will your team. I also want to bring attention to those of you that communicate often by phone. Uh, you know, because I do feel there's a big difference between communicating face to face and communicating by phone. I can tell you this: if you're not a good active listener face to face, it is a safe bet that you're horrible at active listening. By phone, and this is a real trap to listening because the other person can't see us, and we become tempted to multitask and get very distracted. You know, I had a boss once that did this a lot I, and I know it wasn't intentional; he just had a lot going on, and he had a hard time staying on task. I remember we would we would have calls or weekly check-ins or whatever it might be. I would be talking with him. I could actually hear him typing on his keyboard while I'm talking. And it was clear that he was responding to emails as we were trying to have these discussions about our business. And I can't tell you how many times I would hear him say, "Uh uh-huh, yeah, uh, yeah, right, 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 right. And then he would say, I'm sorry, could you repeat that again? Like this would happen so often. And I can remember once feeling this happening with him as I was telling him about some underperformers on my team. I was telling him that they missed their number for the month and, and all that went into them missing the number and so forth, and there he went, typing away and responding with, uh-huh, yeah, right. So I closed my point with him by saying, so as a result, I'm going to fire them, and I'm giving my resignation as well. He didn't even skip a beat. Uh-huh, yeah, right. If you have a boss like this, you can appreciate the frustration I had to endure of just pouring your guts into your boss and them not even hearing what you're saying. They're, they're, they're trying to get a deadline done. They're trying to get a report up to their boss. They're talking to you because it was on their schedule, not because they're listening. And at that point, not because they even want to hear what you have to say. Maybe you're listening today and you think that you're a good listener, but in reality, maybe you're kidding yourself. So I want to give you some things to think about if that's you. You're the one that says, wow, man, I'm glad I'm an active listener. That doesn't apply to me. Well, we're going to take a little test here, and I want to give you a few signs that you're not actively listening to your people. So if this applies to you, we got some work to do. The first one is you have a hard time concentrating on what's being said. You find your mind wandering into the next meeting, into the deadline, whatever it might be. You, you, If this is you too, you think about what to say next rather than about what the other person is saying. We've all done that to some extent, but I will tell you leaders typically are the worst uh, with this type of behavior. Well, why is that? Well, it's because you have the answers to a lot of things. And you've had so much repetition uh, with people that you, kind of, you can almost finish their sentences before they even finish them themselves. So instead of letting somebody finish their thought, you're already thinking about how you're going to respond. Another thing to think about, and this might be you, is you give advice too soon. And you suggest solutions to problems before the other person has fully explained his or her perspective on whatever the, the matter might be. You just jump right in. You're, you're Mrs. Fix-It. You're ready to go right in and start fixing the problem before they have fully explained their position. The other thing is you tell uh, people not to feel the way they do. Oh, you shouldn't feel that way. Th- that is not active listening. We need to hear these people out. The other thing to caution, and if this is you, you're not a good active listener, is if you talk significantly more than other people talk. You know, I can tell you, I've been on plenty of visits with leaders, Uh, in, in group meetings, whatever it might be. And there is nothing that frustrates me more than when a leader does all of the talking. Now, look, I get it. There's something to be said about a meeting, especially if you're the leader hosting it. You are the MC. You do have the agenda. You do have the content. But look, leaders, you don't have all the great answers. We need to hear from our people. So does any of these apply to you? Is this you? If it is, believe me, you are not alone. In this age of internet, smartphones, social media, it seems to me like people are talking at each other more than listening to each other. It's it's a barrage of information. We're, we're typing out, we're texting. You know, I, I've done studies on how many texts I send and receive, emails that I send and receive, even in a day's time. I couldn't believe even looking at you know, social media statistics. It is just constant information and constant communication. And most likely that puts us into a mindset that we are talking to each other more than listening. We're not hearing. So I want you to take a moment to consider how many emails, text messages, voicemails, and any other interruptions, one-way communications that you receive every day. It's probably quite a bit. And clearly in this type of a dynamic, there's a lot more talking than active listening that's happening. Yet few skills uh, are, are looked at. Few skills are more critical than effective communication. And strong leadership comes from effective communication and the ability to listen. I will tell you this, active listening will enable employees to feel that their perspectives are heard and this is so important. Even if you are listening to them and you feel like what they're saying isn't valuable, by just actively listening, it's going to help these employees feel like they're being heard. They have a voice. So today I'm going to give you five skills that you, you have got to have to become an active listener. The first one that I want to cover is this. It's a simple one. Pay attention. You know, one goal of active listening is to set a tone that gives your people an opportunity to think and speak. This is an environment that you're creating. This is a culture that you're creating. The other thing that I would tell you in paying attention is allow what I call wait time before responding. Wait time is a powerful thing because then it fosters additional information. You know, for the sake of having an awkward quiet on a podcast, I've given this example many, many times in trainings that I've done. But here's what I want you to do. The next time that you are doing a a check-in or a debrief with somebody that reports to you, or even if you're not in leadership yet, the next time that you have a debrief with your boss or, heck, even try it on, on your spouse, when you're communicating and you're asked a question, just be quiet. Or when you ask a question, just be quiet. What you're going to find is, People get really uncomfortable with quiet, so they are they feel overwhelmed to start speaking. People hate awkward quiet. You should love it as a leader. Create awkward, what I call, wait time. Wait time will bubble up information. They'll just keep bringing it and talking, and you can get a lot of great information and really put yourself in a position as a leader to help that individual and, more importantly, help your team. Don't cut people off. Don't finish their sentences or start formulating your answers before they're finished. Pay attention to what they're what they're saying. Pay attention to their body language. Pay attention to your body language as well as your, whatever the frame of mind that you're in. Body language is one of a, a missed art in communication. You know when somebody's talking, I would highly recommend to you to give them body language that says that you're open, that you're in the moment you know, being spread out wide, not with closed arms, or when somebody is talking and you can feel their passion or their emotion, give them that slight tilt of the head, the squint of the eye, whatever it might be, to tell them without saying a word, I'm locked into what you're saying. I've referenced it before, but I gotta tell you, the master at body language is my golden retriever, Jasmine. This girl, I'm gonna tell you something. She will give me that that head nod, and she got those long eyelashes. If she could speak, like one day I really feel like words are going to come out of her mouth because that girl can communicate with me so well without ever saying a word. As leaders, we've got to foster this environment that helps people feel very comfortable being transparent with who we are. Now, not to a dangerous place where your entire organization is just running a and saying whatever they want, but what I'm telling you is is to foster an environment of trust and transparency. Paying attention means being focused on the moment. Shut the phone off. Turn the computer off. You're talking about Mere minutes of your day making deposits into people. And the last I checked, it's people that are the difference makers in in our business. It's most likely not your widget. And you may have a real fancy widget that you all do. But I can tell you, without your people, you're absolutely nothing. Number two in, in active listening skills is to reflect. Don't assume that you understand them correctly or that they know that you've heard them. I recommend that you mirror the information that you're getting and the emotions by periodically paraphrasing key points that are coming up in a, in the discussion. Reflecting is a way to communicate that, hey, we're all on the same page. That's what you're doing with that employee is you're communicating by reflecting and saying, I got you. I'm with you. We're on the same page. Here, here would be an example. Um of reflecting. It would probably go like this. Hey, Joe, uh, you know, they come to you with uh, a situation. They're telling you, you know, Joe's so loyal and supportive of his people. Uh, they, Joe's people would walk through fire for him, boss. But no matter how much I push, his team keep, keeps missing deadlines. Has anybody ever had that conversation or something like that with somebody that reports to you? They're telling you this story. About And in this example, uh, they're telling you about Joe. You know, Joe's a great leader on the team. His team loves him. They're telling you this story. They're opening up in this in this check-in with you. But, man, as good as Joe is, his team just keeps missing deadlines. And here you are as the leader. Hopefully, by now, the head is tilted, 45-degree angle. You know, you're squinting the eyes. You're leaning in. I'm hearing you. I'm hearing what you're saying. And then you offer some reflection. You would say, so... Joe's people skills are great, but accountability is a problem, and you're shaking your head. If you're listening, see me shaking my head. So Joe's people skills are great, but accountability is a problem. Now now I'm starting to engage. I'm starting to really listen to what this person is saying. Or, or, or y- you might hear something like this. Boss, I don't know what else to do. Or, uh, you know, I'm tired of bailing the team out at the last minute, or a litany of other things that you hear in this kind of a, a discussion. You could reply back with a, a reflection of, sounds like you're feeling pretty frustrated and stuck. Now, you're not saying they are. You're not trying to finish. You're not swooping in to fix everything. You're reflecting. They're giving you some issues that are going on. I don't know what to do, boss. I'm tired of bailing everybody out. Man, Chi-Chi, sounds like you're feeling pretty frustrated and stuck. What you're saying is you're you're drawing out some reflection. You're pushing out some empathy, right? So remember, the goal here is to make sure they know that you are listening and you're fostering an environment of dialogue back and forth. It's me and you. We're in this thing together. The third skill that you're gonna have to have to be an active listener is you're gonna have to clarify. Don't be shy to ask questions about any issue that's unclear. You know, you do not have to be a mind reader. You're not a mind reader. Clarifying is critical in active listening. If you have any doubt or confusion about what's being said, I want you to say something like this. So, Chi-Chi, let me see if I'm clear. Are you talking about fill in the blank? Or, wait, wait, wait a minute, Chi-Chi, I don't follow you. So what you're saying is fill in the blank. These types of clarifying questions Not only are you getting what brought you to the clarifying question, so that's some information, but now what you're getting is you're getting follow-up. Now you're telling them, okay, I'm engaged. I heard what you said, and not only did I hear what you had to say, but I want to know more. I want to know more of what you have to say. Open-ended, probing-type questions are very important tools. They encourage the other person you're speaking with to do the work of self-reflection on their own and solve problems rather than justifying themselves or defending a position. If you are in constant communication with your team and it always feels like your people are defending their position, you are not active listening and you are not communicating well. That person that you go into that meeting already kind of knowing that there's gonna be some agitation You need to look in the mirror, leader, and find out, is it active listening that's the problem? What you could say is something like, uh, and again, this is you're trying to get people to solve problems on their own rather than going into a defensive posture. Say something like this. What do you think about it? Or tell me about fill in the blank. Or, hey, could you further explain your point on whatever it might be? By asking these kind of questions, especially the what do you think about the team always being late, whatever. What would you do to make it better? Now you're telling this person, I heard what you're saying. Now I want us to engage in what that resolution could be. The emphasis is on asking rather than telling. Because as leaders, we have all the answers. Just ask. Just ask your leader. They' There's so many leaders out there that feel like they have to fix everything, that they have all the answers. You know what? And you might be right. That's why you're the leader. That's, that's why you were put in that position is because you're really good at probably the job of the people that you're leading. That doesn't mean that you have to run around fixing everything. The emphasis on asking is so important because not only does it engage your relationship with that employee, but it also empowers them. This invites a very thought out response and it maintains collaboration between you and your teammate. Here's some other things that you could say to bring out the types of responses that will increase dialogue. Some examples. What are some of the specific specific things that you've tried, Joe? Have you asked the team what their main concerns are? Or, hey, does Joe agree that there are performance problems? Or how certain are you that you have the full picture of what's going on? Think about these open-ended questions. These aren't yes and no questions. You know, in the earlier example, I talked about, you know, this person I'm talking with, uh, Joe reports to them, and they said, hey, everybody loves Joe, but his people don't meet their deadlines. Does Joe agree that there's problems? Wow. When you start asking these kind of open-ended questions, not only do you start feeling engagement with this employee, but this employee, you're going to start seeing the light bulbs going off. You're going to give these thought-provoking open-ended questions and you're going to ask one like, "Hey, does Joe agree that there's problems?" Man, you're going to you're going to without them saying a word, you're going to hear by body language them saying, "You know what? That's a great question. I never even thought to ask Joe. You know what? I kind of feel silly now. I probably should have talked to Joe." What you've done there is you've engaged that employee. And you've empowered them so that the next time that they're bringing you their their garbage, their problem, they're gonna be thinking a little bit more about it. So those are some things that I want you thinking about as far as open-ended. By taking this approach, it's gonna remove a lot of guesswork and a lot of assumptions. So make sure that you're looking at that third piece that I talked about, which was clarify. Number four is summarize. This is a tremendous tool to use and becoming an elite active listening leader. Restating key items as the conversation proceeds confirms your grasp of the other person's points. I get you. I'm hearing you. I, I, you know, I feel what you're saying. You should briefly summarize what you have understood and ask the other person to do the same. This is big. Give a brief statement. It could sound something like this, uh, given our, our example we've been using today. So... Let me summarize to check my understanding. I think what you're saying is Joe was promoted to manager. His team loves him. But you don't believe he holds them accountable. So mistakes are accepted and they keep happening. You've tried everything you can think of and there's no apparent impact. Am I getting that right? Is that what you're telling me? You see, by restating key topics, it helps both of you to be very clear on responsibilities and follow-up. Because now I know what's in my lane. I know what's in their lane. I know when we go out of this meeting, they feel like I heard them. They walk out of there feeling heard, and now we have a clear understanding of what's gonna happen as action items. The last thing, number five, is share. Active listening is first about having a good understanding the other, of the other person than about being understood yourself. You know, as leaders, it's great to feel like people are understanding you, but that's typically the camp that we are always in is, I want to be understood. I'm the boss. I wish they would just hear what I'm saying. I wish they would just execute on what I'm saying. We think about being understood so much that we rarely think about understanding other people. We've got to get out of our shells as leaders and, and change the mindset of, I need to be heard, I need to be understood. Those things are absolutely true. But a good way to you know, correct that or feel the confidence that you're being heard and understood is by active listening and having great dialogue. So as you gain a clear understanding of other people's perspectives, you can begin to introduce your own ideas and suggestions. You might talk about a similar experience that you had, Or or share an idea of a time when that happened to you. You know, once the situation has been talked out, talked through, both of you will have a very good picture of where things stand. You know, and at this point, the conversation can shift, um, you know, from talking about whatever the issue is and gaining all of that clarity, all of that understanding, laying that foundation, all of that groundwork. Now we can shift into problem solving. What hasn't been tried? What don't we know? What new approaches could have been taken? You know, now we can start assessing what have you done to try to fix this already? And I'll tell you this, as the coach, you should absolutely continue to guide and offer options and alternatives, but don't dictate a solution unless you absolutely have to. Look, as leaders, sometimes that is necessary, but you that should not be your, your natural response. You should be looking to gain a uh feedback from your people giving them ideas guiding them down a path but you know i've said it so many times if you if if you teach if you give a man a fish he eats for a day but if you can teach him how to fish he eats for a lifetime let's help our people help themselves as a result they're gonna feel way more confident if they think through the options and own the solution themselves hey Here's another benefit to you as the leader. Your time management is gonna go through the roof. Your productivity is gonna go through the roof all because you chose to be an active listener. This approach not only helps with your current discussion, the one that you're in right now, but also it starts to build trust and empowers them to become solution makers all because you listened, active listening. I hear you, we're engaging. You will find that people will come into conversation with you with a whole different mindset and a whole different tone than they ever have before. So now you have the five skills that you need to become an active listener. And and now I'm going to provide you with five additional tips and strategies that I want you to try and I want you to consider in boosting these skills. So the first one is you got to limit distractions. This is so, so important. Silence the technology. Move away from the distractions. Don't trust yourself. Then you can pay full attention to your to your people. Take note of the other person's tone of voice, their body language. Number two, pay attention to what's being said, not what you want to say. Set a goal of being able to repeat the last sentence the other person says. Think about that. If you set a goal, I'm going into this meeting, and every sentence they say, I'm going to repeat it back in my mind, wouldn't that force you to actively listen? Every time they say something, you're saying it back. Now, that could be exaggerated and a little uh, out there, but what it does is it forces you to listen to what they're saying. This keeps your attention on each statement that team member is telling you. The third thing is be okay with the silence. You don't have to always reply or have a comment. A break in dialogue can give you a chance to collect your thoughts, and it creates what I, I called earlier that wait time, that awkward silence, It propels people to say things. Number four tip is encourage the other person to offer some ideas and solutions before you just start spouting off. Aim to do 80% of the listening and 20% of the talking. Now look, all bets are off if it's mission critical. If it's an extreme uh, customer situation, if the situation is a safety issue, if the situation could cause you to lose an employee, whatever it might be, you need to swoop in and you need to be decisive. But for, as a general rule, you should be listening a lot more than you're talking. Restate the key points you heard and ask whether they're accurate. Again, the example. Here's here's another another way to go about that uh, restating. Let me see whether I heard you correctly. That's an easy way to clarify any confusion. Being a strong, attentive listener will help you be a strong leader as well. I can tell you, your coworkers, direct reports spouses like go down the list they will respect you more and you'll likely see improvements in your relationships with them as a result of being an active listening leader if you work to develop your active listening skills you will not only become known as a good listener you will become a much much better leader as well well listen i thank you very much as always for investing time to listen in today be sure to subscribe to the podcast, rate it, leave, leave some comments in the review. I really like uh, you know all of uh, the feedback that we're getting on Instagram and social media. If you find any of the episodes valuable, I would ask you to maybe take a screenshot of your phone, put that on your story or a post. Uh, I love seeing a lot of the quotes going out and some of the feedback going out. Uh, this lets me know that uh, you're you're getting value out of the feedback, but it's also helping us promote this content to other people that maybe need to hear it. This is going to help us promote this, and I could really uh, use your help there in uh, promoting the Champion Forum podcast. Also, always remember, this episode, every episode, comes with show notes that can be found on our website, and you can find those at thechampionforum.com. These show notes are getting a lot of attention. I would challenge you and welcome you to use these with your team. You know, I'm hearing of a lot of leaders. I actually just talked to one a couple of days ago that said, as part of their staff meeting, uh, he requires his staff to listen to the prior week's episode. He brings the show notes, they go through some of the Q&A, they kind of dissect the content as a way to have built-in training, training that you don't even have to prepare. You just print those show notes, and away you go. Also, you can follow me on social media at The Champion Forum. If you need to contact me for any reason at all, I can be emailed at Hancher at the com. And until next week's episode, remember this, everyone, you have been set up to be a champion in this life. The Champion Forum podcast with Jeff Hancher. Lead. Inspire. Win.